0: So on Wednesday, as you hopefully saw in the email that we sent out, I'm going to be joining a handful of leaders in the Jewish community to address the Vancouver Council as they consider a motion to adopt the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance's definition of anti-Semitism. Should we be successful, Vancouver will be the first Canadian city to adopt this resolution, joining 33 other countries, including Canada, that have already adopted it nationwide. So what is anti-Semitism, that we need a definition? In 1964, the United States Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart famously declared when asked to define what is obscenity, and it was a pornography case, he wrote in his legal opinion, I won't attempt to describe it, but I know it when I see it. You would think one could say the same is true for anti-Semitism, that we know it when we see it, but apparently, hating Jews has gotten complicated, and so a working definition is needed. In point of fact, I like definitions. Robert Frost wrote, good fences make good neighbors, and I believe that to be true. Like all boundaries, they let you know where you stand relative to the position of another. You're here and not there. The IHRA, which is the acronym for the organization that developed the definition um, that has been adopted, as I said, by 33 countries thus far, reads as follows. Anti-Semitism is, a central pre- central, excuse me. Anti-Semitism is a certain perception of Jews, which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews. Rhetorical and physical manifestations of anti-Semitism are directed towards Jewish or non-Jewish individuals and or their property, toward Jewish community institutions and religious facilities. Three pretty much what I think all of us thought the definition of anti-Semitism was, or currently is. And as I've shared before in this congregation and in the press, I prefer to use the phrase Jew hatred instead of anti-Semitism, because I think anti-Semitism is too clinical. Um, nobody knows what a Semite is. But it's not that simple. And that's why we need a working definition. Take, for example, the claims of the political organization COPE. Coalition for Progressive Electors, that will join with independent Jewish voices to oppose this resolution on Wednesday. Though the working definition makes no mention whatsoever of Israel or even Zionism, they will argue, as they did in an email to their membership, that, quote, adopting this definition will make it easier for Canadian authorities to demonize campaigners for justice in Palestine and critics of Israel's state ideology, Zionism. Now the Israel lobby groups are training their guns on local governments, police departments, and universities. By the way, the NDP and the B.C. Civil Liberties Council have also joined in opposition to the resolution and the reference in the same meeting. So that's, of course, an example of anti-Semitism being equated with anti-Zionism, and opposition to the policies, if not the very existence, of the state of Israel. We see this kind of anti-Semitism more and more particularly on university campuses um, often brought about by the left through things like Boycott, Divest, and Sanction Movement, the BDS Movement that is pervasive really across Canada and around the globe. But we see a conflating of anti-Semitism with anti-Zionism, anti-Israel on the right as well. We saw it just this past week when the President of the United States called out four U.S. Congresswomen for being anti-Israel and thus anti-Semitic telling them to go back where they came from. The president used a divide in American Democratic lawmakers, used a divide amongst American Democratic lawmakers, over statements by some of those lawmakers, to further flame the fires of racism and hatred. And he did it by using Israel and the Jewish people as his scapegoat. That's anti-Semitism, too. Now, to be clear, both Congresswoman Omar and Talib have traded in classic anti-Semitic tropes about Jewish control of the political system. But the association by the president then led Florida's Republican Senator Rick Scott to call the entire Democratic Party anti-Semitic. He said, it wasn't racist, Scott said of the president's tweets, but let's remember the position of these Democrats that they have taken. They've become the anti-Semitic party now, and so that's wrong. Our country's not anti-Semitic. They are attacking law enforcement, our border agents, and ICE. That's wrong. These people are doing their job. The Anti-Defamation League in the United States called the president's remarks racist and called on him to stop using Israel and Jews as a shield. Jonathan Greenblatt, the ADL's CEO and national director, said this. He said, as Jews, we are all too familiar with this kind of divisive prejudice. While ADL has publicly disagreed with these congresswomen on some issues, the president is echoing the racist talking points of white nationalists and cynically using the Jewish people and the state of Israel as a shield to double down on his remarks. And that's my problem with all of this. And that's why the definition of anti-Semitism is so important and so desperately needed. Bigotry in defense of Jewish interests is no virtue. For centuries, if not millennia, Jews have been the scapegoat for all the world's ills. And that's what's happening again. Now it is from all sides. Nativists point to the Jewish involvement and leadership in the causes of refugees and migrants, which leads to white supremacists marching down city streets, carrying tiki torches, claiming and chanting, Jews will not replace us. They're chanting that because they view our imperative to love the stranger and our repulsion at the caging and dehumanizing of South American migrants as our attempt to dilute white power and privilege. That's what they mean when they say Jews will not replace us. And this then leads to mass murders in Pittsburgh, an attempted mass murder in San Diego. The hate and the threats and the vandalism and the violence, they continue, and then they feed on each other, fueled by the anonymity and the siloed nature of social media those that need a reason to hate Jews lack no justification for their bigotry. And those that need a reason to hate a policy or a political party seem to lack no Jews to focus their rage. Be it hatred of Jews in general, or Israel, or Zionism, or Tikkun Olam, or George Soros, or Jeffrey Epstein, Yamak Shamo, the new anti-Semitism is the same as the old anti-Semitism. Whatever the ills of society, blame the Jews. And so I come back to why I think it is critical that we support this resolution next week at the City Council. We must define what anti-Semitism is, and also what it is not. Legitimate criticism of Israeli policy is not anti-Semitism. Blaming all Jews for the policies of a democratically elected government in Israel, the United States, Canada, or anywhere else, that's anti-Semitism. Wanting secure borders and a sensible immigration policy is not anti-Semitic. Blaming Jews for the problem of immigration around the world, that's anti-Semitism. Comparing the caging of migrants and children with Nazi concentration camps as a reminder of what it means when we say never again, that is not anti-Semitism. Denying that the Holocaust sadly and horrifically still stands out as the greatest example of humankind's capacity to be murderous and inhumane, denying that, that's anti-Semitism. Hate me because I'm a liberal. Hate me because I'm a conservative. Hate me because I root for the Leafs or the Habs. Hate me because I believe in climate change or hate me because I don't believe in climate change. Judge me by my opinions. Judge me by my actions. That's fine. But hate me, judge me because of the God that I pray to or the culture or the ethnic ethnic identity of my parents, my tribe. That's bigotry. That is racial, religious hatred. And if I'm Jewish and you hate me because of that, That is anti-Semitism, plain and simple. But better yet, don't hate me at all. Sit with me. Talk with me. Let me try to understand the values behind your views. And please, try to understand the values that are at the core of mine and my identity. Don't blame me for the problems of the world. Sit with me and try to solve them with me, together. Because if not, well, as the saying goes, you're not part of the solution, part of the problem. I hope that you'll come out on Wednesday, and if not, I hope that you'll send a note to the mayor in support of the resolution. I'll be speaking somewhere between 3 and 4.30, I believe the city council.